Section twenty two of the Elements of Botany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Corinne LePage. The Elements of Botany by Asa Gray. Section nineteen Botanical Work. Some hints and brief instructions for the collection, examination, and preservation of specimens are added. They are especially intended for the assistance of those who have not the advantage of a teacher. They apply to phanerogamous plants, and ferns only, and to systemic botany. 1. Collection or Herborization As much as possible, plants should be examined in the living state, or when freshly gathered, but dried specimens should be prepared for more leisurely examination and for comparison. To the working botanist, good dried specimens are indispensable. Botanical specimens, to be complete, should have root or rootstock, stem, leaves, flowers, both open and in bud, and fruit. Sometimes these may be all obtained at one gathering. More commonly two or three gatherings at different times are requisite, especially for trees and shrubs. In herborizing, a good knife and a narrow and strong trowel are needed, but a very strong knife will serve instead of a trowel or small pick for digging out bulbs, tubers, and the like. To carry the specimens, either the tin box, vasculum, or portfolio, or both, are required. The tin box is best for the collection of specimens to be used fresh, as in the classroom, also for very thick or fleshy plants. The portfolio is indispensable for long expeditions and is best for specimens which are to be preserved in the herbarium. The vasculum, or botanical collecting box, is made of tin, in shape like a candle box, only flatter, or the smaller sizes like an English sandwich case, the lid opening for nearly the whole length of one side of the box. Any portable tin box of convenient size and capable of holding specimens a foot or fifteen inches long will answer the purpose. The box should shut close so that the specimens may not wilt. Then it will keep leafy branches and most flowers perfectly fresh for a day or two, especially if slightly moistened. They should not be wet. The portfolio is best made of two pieces of solid binder's board covered with enamel cloth which also forms the back, and fastened by straps and buckles. It may be from a foot to twenty inches long, from nine to eleven or twelve inches wide. It should contain a needful quantity of smooth but strong and pliable paper. Thin, so-called manila paper, is best, either fastened at the back as in a book, or loose in folded sheets when not very many specimens are required. As soon as gathered, the specimens should be separately laid between the leaves or in the folded sheets, and kept under moderate pressure in the closed portfolio. Of small herbs, especially annuals, the whole plant, root and all, should be taken for a specimen. Of larger ones, branches will suffice, with some leaves from near the root. Enough of the root or subterranean part of the plant should be collected to show whether it is an annual or biennial or perennial. Thick roots, bulbs, tubers, or branches of specimens intended to be pressed should be thinned with a knife, or cut into slices. Keep the specimens within the length of fifteen or sixteen inches, by folding, or when that cannot be done, by cutting into lengths. For drying specimens, a good supply of soft and unsized paper is wanted, 
and some convenient means of applying considerable pressure to make good dried botanical specimens dry them as rapidly as possible between many thicknesses of sun-dried paper to absorb their moisture under as much pressure as can be given without crushing the more delicate parts this pressure may be had by a botanical press of which various forms have been contrived or by weights placed upon a board from forty to eighty or a hundred pounds according to the quantity of specimens drying at the time for use while travelling a good portable press may be made of thick binders boards for the sides and the pressure may be applied by strong straps with buckles still better on some accounts are portable presses made of wire network which allow the dampness to escape by evaporation between the meshes for herborization in a small way a light wire press may be taken into the field and made to serve also as a portfolio it is well to have two kinds of paper namely dryers of bibulous paper stitched into pads or the pads may be of thick carpet paper cut to size and thin smooth paper folded once the specimens to be laid into the fold either when gathered or on returning from the excursion these sheets are to hold the specimens until they are quite dry every day or at least first even twice a day the specimens left undisturbed in their sheets are to be shifted into fire-dried or sun-dried fresh dryers and the pressure renewed while the moist sheets are spread out to dry so as to take their turn again at the next shifting this course must be continued until the specimens are no longer moist to the touch good and comely specimens are either made or spoiled within the first twenty-four or thirty-six hours after that when plenty of dryers are used it may not be necessary to change them so frequently succulent plants which long refuse to part with life in moisture the spruces and some other evergreens which are apt to cast off their leaves may be plunged for a moment into boiling water all but the flowers delicate flowers may be encased in thin tissue paper when put into the press thick parts like the heads of sunflowers and thistles may be cut in two or into slices dried specimens may be packed in bundles either in folded paper or upon single half-sheets it is better that such paper should not be bibulous the packages should be well wrapped or kept in close cases poisoning is necessary if specimens are to be permanently preserved from the depredation of insects the usual application is an almost saturated solution of corrosive sublimate in ninety five per cent alcohol freely applied with a large and soft brush or the specimens dipped into some of the solution poured into a large and flat dish the wetted specimens to be transferred for a short time to dryers herbarium the botanist's collection of dried specimens ticketed with their names place and time of collection and systematically arranged under the genera orders etc forms a horta siccus or herbarium it comprises not only the specimens which the proprietor has himself collected but those which he acquires through friendly exchanges or in other ways the specimens of an herbarium may be kept in folded sheets of paper or they may be fastened on half sheets of thick and white paper either by gummed slips or by glue applied to the specimens themselves the former is best for private and small herbaria the latter for large ones which are much turned over each sheet should be appropriated to one species two or more different plants should never be attached to the same sheet the generic and specific name of the plant should be added to the lower right-hand corner either written on the sheet or on a ticket pasted down 
and the time of collection the locality the color of the flowers and any other information which the specimens themselves do not afford should be duly recorded upon the sheet or on the ticket the sheets of the herbarium should all be of exactly the same dimensions the herbarium of linnaeus is on paper of the common foolscap size about eleven inches long and seven wide this is too small sixteen and three-eighths inches by eleven and a half inches is an approved size the sheets containing the species of each genus are to be placed in genus covers made of a full sheet of thick paper such as the strongest manila hemp paper to be when folded of the same dimensions as the species sheet but slightly wider the name of the genus is to be written on one of the lower corners these are to be arranged under the orders to which they belong and the whole kept in closed cases or cabinets either laid flat in compartments like pigeonholes or else placed in thick portfolios arranged in folio volumes all should be kept as much as practicable in dust-proof and insect-proof cases or boxes fruits tubers and other hard parts too thick for the herbarium may be kept in pasteboard or light wooden boxes in a collection apart small loose fruits seeds detached flowers and the like may be conveniently preserved in paper capsules or envelopes attached to the herbarium sheets investigation and determination of plants the implements required are a hand magnifying glass a pocket lens of an inch or two focus or a glass of two lenses one of the lower and the other of the higher power and a sharp penknife for dissection with these and reasonable perseverance the structure of the flowers and fructification of most phanerogamous plants and ferns can be made out but for ease and comfort as well as for certainty and right training the student should have some kind of simple stage microscope and under this make all the dissections of small parts without it the student will be apt to fall into the bad habit of guessing where he ought to ascertain the simple microscope may be reduced to a good lens or doublet of an inch focus mounted over a glass stage so that it can be moved up and down and also sideways and with or without a little mirror underneath a better one would have one or two additional lenses say of half or of a quarter inch focus a pretty large stage on the glass of which several small objects can be placed and conveniently brought under the lens and its height or that of the lens should be adjustable by a rack work also a swivel mounted little mirror beneath which is needed for minute objects to be viewed by transmitted light for dissecting and displaying small parts on the stage of the microscope besides a thin bladed knife the only tools needed are a good stock of common needles of various sizes mounted in handles or one or more saddler's needles which being triangular may be ground to sharp edges convenient for dissection also a pair of delicate pointed forceps those with curved points used by the dentist are most convenient a cup of clean water is indispensable with which to moisten or wet or in which occasionally to float delicate parts small flowers buds fruits and seeds of dried specimens can be dissected quite as well as fresh ones they have only to be soaked in warm or boiling water the compound microscope is rarely necessary except in cryptogamic botany and vegetable anatomy but it is very useful and convenient especially for the examination of pollen to the advanced botanist it is a necessity 
to all students of botany an aid and delight. Analysis A few directions and hints may be given. The most important is this. In studying an unknown plant, make a complete examination of all its parts and form a clear idea of its floral structure and that of its fruit, from pericarp down to the embryo, or as far as the materials in hand allow, before taking a step toward finding out its name and relationship by means of the keys or other helps which the manuals and floras provide. If it is the name merely that is wanted, the shorter way is to ask someone who already knows it, to verify the points of structure one by one as they happen to occur in an artificial key without any preparatory investigation is a usual but is not the best nor the surest way. It is well to make drawings or outline sketches of the smaller parts, and especially diagrams of the plan of the flower. For these, cross-sections of the flower bud or flower are to be made, and longitudinal sections are equally important. The dissection even of small seeds is not difficult after some practice. Commonly, they need to be soaked or boiled. The right appreciation of characters and terms used in description needs practice and calls for judgment. Plants do not grow exactly by rule and plummet, and measurements must be taken loosely. Difference of soil and situation are responded to by considerable variations, and other divergences occur which cannot be accounted for by the surroundings, nor be anticipated in general descriptions. Annuals may be very depauperate in dry soils or seasons, or very large when particularly well-nourished. Warm and arid situations promote, and wet ones are apt to diminish, pubescence. Salt water causes increased succulence. The color of flowers is apt to be lighter in shade and brighter in open and elevated situations. A color or hue not normal to the species now and then occurs, which nothing in the conditions will account for. A white-flowered variation of any other colored blossom may always be expected. This, though it may be notable, no more indicates a distinct variety of the species than an albino would a variety of the human species. The numerical plan is subject to variation in some flowers. Those on the plan of five may now and then vary to four or six. Variations of the outline or lobing of leaves are so familiar that they do not much mislead. Only wider and longer observation suffices to prevent or correct mistakes in botanical study. But the weighing of evidence and the balancing of probabilities, no less than the use of the well-ordered and logical system of classification, give as excellent training to the judgment as the search for the facts themselves does to the observing powers. Signs and Abbreviations For a full account of these, whether former or actual use, see Structural Botany of the Botanical Textbook, as also for the principles which govern the accentuation of names. It is needful here to explain only those used in the manuals and floras of this country, for which the present volume is an introduction and companion. They are not numerous. In arranging the species, at least those of a larger genus, the divisions are denoted and graduated as follows. The sign S is prefixed to sections of the highest rank. These sections, when they have names affixed to them, as prunus S. serasus, may be called subgenera. When the divisions of a genus are not of such importance, or when divisions are made under the subgenus itself, the most comprehensive ones are marked by asterisks. One asterisk for the first, 
two asterisks for the second, and so on. Subdivisions are marked with a prefixed plus sign, those under this head with two plus signs, and those under this with an equal sign, if there be so many grades. A similar notation is followed in the synopsis of the genera of an order. The interrogation point is used in botany to indicate doubt, thus clematis crispa l question mark expresses a doubt whether the plant in question is really the clematis crispa of linnaeus clematis question mark polypetala expresses a doubt whether the plant so named is really a clematis on the other hand the exclamation point is used to denote certainty whenever there is a special need to affirm this for size or height the common signs of degrees, minutes, and seconds have been used. Thus, one degree, two minutes, three seconds, stand respectively for a foot, two inches, and three lines, or twelfths of an inch. A better way, when such brevity is needed, is to write one foot, two inches, three lines. Signs for duration used by Linnaeus were sun for an annual, male for biennial, four for a perennial herb, symbol like numeral five without top bar for a shrub or tree de candole brought in sun for a plant that died after once flowering one in a circle if annual two in a circle if biennial to indicate sexes the male sign means staminate or male plant blossom female sign pistillate or female symbol like female with two inverted breves perfect or hermaphrodite to save room, it is not uncommon to use infinity in place of many, thus stamens infinity for stamens indefinitely numerous, infinity flora for pluriflora, or many-flowered. Still more common is the stamens 520, or calyx 4-5-parted, for stamens from 5 to 20, calyx 4-parted or 5-parted, and the like. Such abbreviations hardly needed explanation. The same may be said of such abbreviations as cal for calyx, cor for corolla, pet for petals, st for stamens, pist for pistil, hab for habitat, meaning the place of growth, herb for herbarium, ort for garden, also lc, locositato, which avoids repetition of volume and page. Structural botany has six pages of abbreviations of the names of botanists, mostly of botanical authors, as they are not much of consequence to the beginner, while the more advanced botanists will know the names in full, or where to find them, only a selection here is appended. End of section 22. Recording by Corinne LePage. End of The Elements of Botany by Asa Gray.